Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 107 of the All Dolphins podcast, number seven. Omar's making a face already. Has to be Chad Haney. Come on now. Oh, uh, my God. Backup quarterback really there for a very long career in the NFL. Second round pick of the Dolphins in 2008 after they had taken Jake Long first overall in the first round. Obviously, if he was first overall, instead of taking quarterback Matt Ryan, a decision that can be debated. But what can be debated is that Chad Henney had a very long and actually fruitful career. And actually, wouldn't it be cool if he hadn't decided to retire? The Dolphins would be seeing him next week in Germany if he were still the backup of the Kansas City Chiefs, but he called it quits. And, in fact, the New York Jets supposedly called him this year after Aaron Rodgers got hurt really? to come, come play quarterback for them. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. He didn't want that heat. <laughs> Listen, if there was a guy made more to be an NFL backup, it would be Chad Henney. Unfortunately, the organization and franchise thought he could have been an NFL starter and selected him to be an NFL starter. But this isn't a story that's widely told. They went Jake Long with the intent of going Joe Flacco at 32, I believe, which was the Philip yes. Merlin selection. Very, very, very good. Nice nice work. Look at me. I'm getting my poupard on. Very nice. And they were out-snookered by Ozzie Newsome. And the, the Baltimore Ravens, who traded up to go get Joe Flacco. And Miami Dolphins was left holding the bag with Chad Henney and then pretended like he was a good quarterback. Um, now, they knew all the while he was not a good quarterback. They went out and they traded for Chad Pennington, which led them to the franchise's playoff, playoff berth and last AFC East championship. Then the next year, keep in mind, they went out and they drafted a quarterback the next year in Pat White. Pat, Pat White, who they thought would be the revolutionary player that changes the NFL. Now, it turns out that that player turned out to be um, Lamar Jackson. 
um, uh, along with, but Pat White was a little bit too small, but they felt like his ability to throw and run and scramble was going to change the game. However, that unfortunate hit that he took in Pittsburgh and the fact that the NFL ball, no matter what you say, is a bigger circumference ball than and then a college ball um, led to his inability to throw the football. Pat White is actually now on the Chargers coaching staff. Yes, he is. Uh, and is working his way up. Smart guy. I always knew. I, I, I liked him. Uh, liked him as a person. Liked him as a coach. I just knew when they made him take off those gloves, it was it was the end. He couldn't throw without his gloves. Yeah, and, and he was also too small. And a couple of quick things here. Uh, yeah, their vision was that Pat White was going to be the trigger man for the Wildcat. After they saw the success they had in it, with it in 2008 with Ronnie Brown, it was like, oh, this Pat White can imagine what we can do with him running it. Yeah, no, didn't work out that way. Uh, and an offshoot of the Chad Henney conversation with the Jets, after the Tennessee Titans on Monday traded Kevin Byard, their great safety, to the, to the Eagles, now there's rumbling of, okay, what's going to happen? Is, is it possible they're going to trade now Ryan Tannehill? And there's talk of, like, they're linking Ryan Tannehill to a team that's got a really good roster, but kind of weak at quarterback. The Jets. Jets. Can you imagine that? How cool I, would I, that be, though? I've always, I've always expected Tannehill to be moved this year at this point in the season because the Titans are really having a fire sale. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Beard, come on, man. Like, that you just gave him away to, like, bro, that's a good player. And the the good just got tremendously great. Um, and, he, you know, that's another thing. The the, the got teams that should be buyers are buying right now, and they're shopping. And Chris Greer better be shopping. He better he, he, he oh, better be shopping. he's working the phones. Okay. That, yeah, intro, that intro now completes. Let's get on with the news and a lot of news today on this Monday, October 23rd, the day after the Dolphins 31-17 loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. There's big injury news. There's a very cool news. Maybe you don't think it's cool. I think it's very cool. The in-season hard knocks uh, announcement that the Dolphins are going to be the team featured. It was the Arizona Cardinals last year. There are no details in terms of exactly when it's going to start. Mike McDaniel said he's under the impression it's – hold on. He's under the impression it's going to start after they come back from the trip from Germany. Uh, last filming. year, the first episode. Filming. Sorry? I think filming is going to start after. Right. Well, last year, the first episode was November 9th. Uh, Dolphins played in Germany November 5th. Their next game after that's November 19th. Um, if filming starts after they come back from Germany, then we would be looking at what? Maybe November. That Last year was on Wednesday night. So if it's also Wednesday nights. Five, six, seven, eight, maybe on November 15th. Just, just me spitballing right now. And it's going to go on through the end of the season. Um, I think you're missing, like, oh, those, are, those, are, those are fun. I think you're missing the lead of the story, number one. Which is? Uh, and I'm also a little perplexed at your, 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 your level of excitement because Mike McDaniel did not seem excited about it and basically reiterated that this was forced upon us and – we're going to make do with it and do the best that we can. And it's understandable why NFL, which this is this is about, you know, a $16 billion empire becoming a $20 billion empire. So obviously tough decisions have to be made. 
And HBO clearly wants the Miami Dolphins. They're the sexy team. You got Tua and the Tua non. Tua and all of the, you know, secrecy around Tua. Now, maybe, oh. maybe Tua non, maybe Tua non members will be featured. And you, you and I are about to jostle on this because I have some thoughts where you seem to think it's a big deal in terms of the invasiveness. I think it's no big deal in the least. Um, but uh, Mike McDaniel seems to think it's a big deal. He seems to think it's does not. You're concerned about, you know, you don't necessarily want people to know how the sausage gets made, and it could give up competitive advantage stuff. And he and, said he's been assured by the league that's not going to happen if you don't yes, think they're going to have creative control. Yes. Well, correct. And the other, the other thing, too, I don't mean to cut you off, but the other thing also is you don't think there's not an, as it is, first of all, any, every single thing the Dolphins do is documented by their in-house video people. Yes. Okay, this okay. is why you get those locker room scenes, those very cool locker room scenes, those behind the scenes. You get okay, those stuff, yes. awesome things. Okay, well, the, the only difference there is you're adding some more some more cameramen. It's Team not like- meetings is not documented. Locker room is not documented, except for the locker room post-game speech. Um, off-field stuff is not documented. Things, conversations that go on, like, hell, if we're going to do this, let's do this now. Get them in the locker room right now because – I want to hear the McDaniel Chris Greer conversations about get but being buyers, and I want to hear who you're shopping for. Like, and, let's do this. But if this is where let's this do is this. Where competitive advantage. No, it's not going to happen. And there's a lot of teams who already do that. There are some teams who have shows literally dedicated to their draft preparation, and and who was yeah. it? The, the Cowboys had. They're like they're talking about debating. Oh, it came up with they're debating in the first round between the big defensive tackle from Michigan, Mozzie Smith. And then somebody else that they wanted. Um, so there's a level of comfort for certain teams in terms of what they allow. The Dolphins already do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff again for their own in-house people, and they have creative control of what gets out. I think this notion of like distraction, I think, is way overblown. That's it, just. Um, let's talk about the last hard knocks experience. Which I would not my av- say. Is- my avatar. My avatar. Y- yes, your avatar it's, picture. It's a screenshot of me asking David Garrard a question when he was in the battle for the starting quarterback job. Um, I'm not. I I think that while it will, McDaniel highlighted some of the positives. Well, it will profile some of the great stories and the character. And this is a good locker room. I I don't think there's a media member who will sit here and tell you having been in the locker room it's a good locker room and a good team um and it should be chronicled and documented but things can go left real quick and you can't tell those cameras okay things are going left get out and i know they're not scared of of that situation or scared of of the spotlight being on them coming because we know tyreek's gonna love the spotlight tyreek's gonna eat up every single second of this but it's invasive and it could potentially reveal something that could impact you in January and February. No? It, 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 there's nothing going to get out. The Dolphins don't want to get out. And that's that's, true. that's, the, that's the point I'm going to be adamant about. And this has become a lot more sanitized over the years. Like if you remember the 2012 hard knocks with the Dolphins, that scene of Jeff Ireland in his office with Vontae Davis telling him mm-hmm. he's been traded to the Colts. And Vontae asking to, to talk to his grandmother. I don't think there's a any way in hell that scene ever makes it to a hard knocks. As somebody who's done documentaries and somebody who 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 has been part of that process, you you absolutely fight for them. You cannot sanitize the whole thing. 
it makes it unwatchable. So it, they're it, going it, to lose in some of these battles. I won, and, and I, and I told my grandma is a battle that you're going to lose. And while I, and we're not going to give you up competitive advantage stuff, you cannot completely sanitize the whole process. So you're going to have to give some stuff up. Nothing that's going to nothing that's going to be even remotely embarrassing to a player or something. Like if you noticed in like the regular edition version of their hard knocks and training camp, they have done away with the Turk when they bring in, okay, go see the, go see the coach because it puts the player in a bad light. I, and yes, it absolutely is going to be sanitized to, and they're going to err on the side of it being too boring as opposed to pissing off the teams and revealing stuff they don't want to have revealed. Here's my question. Here's my question and concern about this because Mike McDaniel made it a very clear point that this was forced on us. Um, this is not something that we willingly wanted and you know i'm pretty sure they fought against it but how do teams like the pittsburgh steelers the new england patriots get away with never having done hard knocks when here we are having the miami dolphins do it twice and i understand there's a formula associated with it and if you made the playoffs and you've got a first year coach and i get it i don't want to I don't really want to see the New England Patriots right now, but I'm sorry. Like last year or this year, they should, if, if you're forcing teams to do this, why is, why is Mike Tomlin not being forced to do it? Like, and I get it. Dolphins are a sexy team. People want to see the Dolphins. You know, they want, they want to pull back the veil of, of, of the NFL's most dynamic offense, but fair is fair. And there are a lot of franchises. I'm, I'm going to look it up. How many have not done hard knocks either in season or, or, or training camp. And if we're going to be forcing teams to do that, work off that list first. The guys that have not done it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and I, 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 cause I, I listened to the Mike McDonald. I must've missed the part. I must've been zoning off. I must've missed the part where he said it was forced on the dolphins um you said it twice well I, i'll look back at the transcript because i didn't catch that and has mick mcdaniel really been shy to put himself out there like nationally with the stuff he's done with nfl network he had the big sit down he's done like very very long extensive interviews on podcasts with national people on a regular okay. basis and those are done over month-long periods no, no, like I understand. the I understand. one that just came out with the nfl network was shot in on father's day here we are approaching November. Right. But I, I think this notion that that Mike McDaniel is very secretive in terms of not, not. wanting any cameras around, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. He, he's um, not. He's not. But but you, you got to get your glow together. You're 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 disappearing on me from time to time. Really, oh, okay, sorry. This is like this green screen. Maybe maybe I got to do a different picture in the background or something. I'm still I still no, it's just you know, you 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 you're not transvesting today. You're you're, you're uh, <laughs> as I'm tired, I don't know. Um but I'm like I, he he clearly made a point of saying reiterating this was not a team decision. He said that, quote like, yeah, but I, I see. I took that to mean that it wasn't like up to the players. That's what. That's the. That's the way I understood what he, what he was saying there. Um, anyway, and I'm going to look at it selfishly. Personally, I don't think it's going to affect the Dolphins one way or the other in terms of 
affecting their their one loss record. And I look at it. You from just a, want to see behind the scenes. You just want to see. There's some stuff that wasn't veiled to be unveiled. There's some stuff we're not privy to, and and I remember the 2012 experience. It was it's very cool to watch because it's a team you cover, and there's certain things that again we're not allowed to see, and there we get to see it. And for and, and for the fans also, it's very very cool. Yeah, the fans are gonna love it. Um, I think the team is gonna like it and be receptive to it. Uh, how it's gonna come across, I and I, I'll say this in full disclosure: I have dreamed my whole life to do documentary and pieces like that, and love hard knocks. And when the crew was here the last time during the Joe Philbin era, we became friends. I don't even know if it's the same crew anymore. Um, so I love them and I love what they do and I've done documentaries and I'm, I'm, I'm all into that process. I just know that it's not always the easiest process and then it cr can create distractions and how you handle that really is going to come down to your leadership. And that's on Teron Armstead. That's on Jalen Ramsey. That's on Tyreek Hill. That's on Tua Tonga Valoa, that's on Raheem Mostert. And I know they have the locker room to handle it. So I'm not, that's on Christian Wilkins. Let me not exclude him because, you know, people will make sure that that's brought to his attention. Um, so, uh, and I don't have a doubt that, but there are just so many, here's my thing. There's so many sensitive spots to this team and the underbelly. And I go out of my way not to touch that underbelly right now because i know how it could impact the team and here you are you're bringing in you're bringing in a documentary crew and so now for fear of 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 that being brought up by the documentary crew i'm touching underbellies i'm i'm i'm, I'm rubbing the tummy right now i, I gotta go i gotta go in because now i got a competitor and, but here's the other thing too also it's also 2023 it's a different time i mean Bunch of guys have their podcasts. If we're going to talk distraction, couldn't it be argued that Tyreek Tyree Hill and what he says on a weekly basis on it needed to be said could not be construed as a distraction if we want to go there? I mean, I mean Devon, Holland, every, every Devon Holland does, a, does an hour on QAM every Tuesday afternoon. Could that not be construed as a distraction? I, I don't. I, you got to stop disappearing. You, 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 you just, it's like, it's watch, it's like watching a ghost. It's. <laughs> Why is it that I'm seeing myself perfectly fine? And you don't, you're not seeing your body disappear, sir. Certain, no, anyway. I'm not. Um, okay, okay, let's move on. I mean, we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, we got bigger fish to fry. They're here, they're gonna document it. It's gonna be sexy because there's nothing Mike McDaniels doesn't do that isn't sexy. Um, and Enjoy it, everyone, because I'm, I'm going to. I know you would because you're being a selfish SOB. You, you just you just want to see behind the scenes. You just want you just want the nitty gritty. And I'm not and, buying for a millisecond that it's gonna have a zero. He's gonna have zero. It's gonna have zero impact on one loss record in, in the in the final analysis. Okay, I, I, probably because nobody watches it, but I know people watch it now because they got the sexiest team in the NFL on Hard Knocks. You you disagree? Is it the sexiest team? Oh, I've, I've watched ESPN for the last three weeks. Dolphins are the number one team story, like except for Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift. Well, correct. I, I think KC would be the sexiest team. I think if, if by sexy team we mean like the, the most fun team to watch, sure, that's one. But I don't know. Does that make him the sexiest team? 
Um, yeah, why wasn't Kansas City forced to do this? That this is this just seems unfair. Can it? It just absolutely seems unfair. And maybe because Taylor Swift told them, "Listen, I will show up to Chiefs games. You can show me in the press box. Do not bring those those in season hard knocks cameras, or I disappear." You okay, Taylor Swift does call the shots now in the NFL. So, so you're maybe. right. I'm, I'm curious if she's going to make it to Germany in two weeks. Um, Good point. Um, let's, Dolphins, let's get Dolphins better hope not because every time she shows up, I mean, Kelsey goes nuts. So, so. I mean, on the field, I don't, I don't know what, what about anywhere else. Um, um, let's get to the news. Yeah, let's, let's get to the news. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's coming back. Don't believe what you hear. He's coming back and possibly plays this week. Maybe this week, yeah. Which is mind blowing. Well, they need him against Devontae Parker, so that's very important he'd be back. <laughs> <laughs> You got jokes today. I made up funny, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, they need him against Mike Kosicki, too. Don't forget about that, because Kosicki's revenge this week. A- anything not to have this watch that dance that he does. Oh, my God. It was cute when he was with the Dolphins scoring a touchdown, but now he's doing it for the Patriots. Man, that thing's what like. Does, what does Marcel call it? Uh, Marcel calls it skedaddle. something. Skedaddle. Yeah, the skedaddle, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I I – I'm excited about Jalen Ramsey concern. I thought the Chiefs game would be the week he comes back, but obviously he's played and practiced. They're not going to absolutely say that that the, it's going to be based on how he practices this week. And based on how he's practiced previously, uh, yeah, you, you could expect him to be in the lineup. Um, so unless he suffers a setback. So l- l- I'm not going to sit well, here and don't pretend. Even, don't even say that. Don't what, even you, say that. Why not? Why can't I? The word said, "Don't even put that, plant that thought out in the universe." The word setback. Oh, would you stop disappearing on me? Um, it, 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 it's it's not better. No, uh, it, I don't. I'm not playing that game. I'm not doing that. I said the only way he does not play is if he suffers a setback. I agree. Like, uh, like you, you don't do the, don't do that. And I, and I don't want to see you in the comments. Saying, I, oh, I mojoed them. Oh, you jinxed us. No. Damn it. I can talk about it. All I said was the only way he doesn't play on Sunday at home before you go to Germany is if he suffers a setback. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm not jinxing you. I'm in, a smart, I'm in a smart ass mode. You have to forgive me. I don't know if I'm punch drunk. Oh, it's, it's not you. It's, yeah, you are punch drunk. You are punch drunk. I, I took a nice, healthy nap after doing the Joe oh, Rose yeah, I took I took um, a little bit of one and like man. Um, let me get to the other news. Um, Javon, Holland. Javon Holland is in concussion protocol, even though he was allowed to. I'm, I'm proud of the NFL and I'm proud of the Dolphins and I'm proud of Mike Daniel and I'm proud of Javon Holland because I covered the league for twenty sports for twenty years and I know there's an error where a player who's having concussion symptoms wouldn't say Jack squat. And the day after he was allowed back into the game, he reported, I'm having concussion symptoms. And now he's in a concussion protocol. We will see where that goes. But more than likely, you're going to, knowing the history of Mike McDaniel, you better start preparing to play another safety, whether that be Brandon Jones, whether that be Elijah Campbell. Or say it, come on. I don't have any more oars. Who's superstar? Superstar. Super. Come on. Maybe. He went back to cornerback last week. So now I'm all confused. Yeah, I I doubt it. I I think it's going to be Brandon Jones. He's the one who went in there when Holland. And by the way, what's the lesson to be learned about all of this? And I think this is something I've said before. Folks, concussion symptoms are fluky and all that. And they show up and he was fine to play the game. So this notion that if you if you wind up in concussion protocol, that means you played with a concussion and it affected your performance, that, not necessarily the case. I've, um, never, I've never heard that. You've never heard you never heard you've never heard about a quarterback who threw three picks and it was because he was concussed. I didn't cover the team last year, so I didn't get it. Okay, well that, that was a major talking point that the the, the three he threw three, two or three three picks against Green Bay, but but that was because he was concussed. Again, concussion symptoms show up when they show up, and it's not necessarily at the time. And part of the protocol with the new rules in place after what happened to Tua last year is that you get checked out by the UNC, the uh, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, and then there's a follow-up the following day. Even if you're cleared that that game, there's a follow-up the next day to basically, I'm, I'm good and I'm all that. David Long did that, and I'm like, I'm good. Javon Holland did that and like, mm, yeah, something's not right. That's how we wound up in the concussion protocol. And we had that with Jalen Waddle earlier this year, who was in the concussion protocol and wound up missing the game against Denver. Mm-hmm. If you recall. Um, so. um, can, can we address Jalen Waddle a little bit? Because I'm not really comfortable with that back injury. I know oh, we got I know you're not. And Mike McDaniel said, no worries. But I, I know I know your thoughts on the subject. So the floor no is- worries on a back? That's what he said. You, you must be out your mind. 
but he right. said we found we found a, a, a solution to the problem, and he's gonna uh, he's gonna practice. What is a solution to a back problem? Did you not hear that? It's called an injection, and that's not a short term thing. Anyway, let let's if he might be getting an epidural in his back, and he might be able to play with it, but long term issues come with that, and you can mask it as much as you want. I, I've got a history of back issues, along with neck issues. You know. Oh yeah, that 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 one we know. Yeah, but nah, back is not something to play with, and a back, it doesn't get better, it gets nothing but worse. Um, but anyway, let's put that to the side. David Long cleared to practice. Hopefully, he doesn't go into the concussion protocol. You never know; he could have suffered concussion symptoms on Monday. Right now, I got a little migraine going on. I always wonder, like, how do you know whether it's a concussion or a migraine when you're a player, if, especially if you have migraines? But that's another sub. If you, get a, if you get a migraine after having a head-to-head -head collision, chances are it's, it's concussion. It's concussion symptoms. But what if what if you suffered from migraines previously? I, I always wondered that. Well, I know another one is sensitivity to light. Is another. Yes. Of the I'm symptoms. sensitive to light. So well, maybe you're permanently concussed. Now, who knows? I, I am Jimmy Donaldson. He he, he gave me a, a whopper of a hit back in my elementary football days. And I never, it, it's, I've never been the same. Um, that explains it. Okay. There we go. Now we're <laughs> uh, his um, son plays at UM too. I think he's a daughter playing at FSU something. I can't remember, but shout the, out to Jimmy Donaldson. First man to ever concuss me. Um, let, let me um but no david long's not in the concussion protocol i know he's not that doesn't mean yeah. he can't be in the concussion protocol well dude anybody can be but as a result of the collision that he had with javon javon holland he's fine okay uh you didn't anyway i'm not gonna go in there um where then we you get, gonna go i was gonna say like you, the guy who returned to the game is now in concussion protocol the guy who isn't didn't return to the game is not in the concussion protocol Correct. you don't see any coinky dink there it's the fluky nature of concussions that symptoms very often do not appear immediately. Okay. Touche. Touche. No, but uh, and McDaniel pointed out that David Long eventually was cleared, went into the locker room, eventually was cleared by the UNC to get back to the game, and he got back to the sideline, but by the time he got there, there wasn't enough time for him to properly warm up and get back into the game. That's why he never returned. Mm -hmm. So technically, he could have returned. Uh, Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn. Oh, don't say Isaiah Wynn. Uh, yes, you say Isaiah Wynn. Um, I was sorry, my bad. It's it's I'm tired. I've, I've got a migraine. Yeah, I'm not the only um, one. Go ahead. Isaiah Wynn is not is week to week with a quadriceps injury. Uh, more than likely, he's going to be sidelined. We don't know if he's going to be on IR. That means your entire left side of your offensive line is going to be backups like it was against the Eagles. Now, in fairness to Isaiah Wynn, who struggled mighty, uh, Lester, Lester Cotton, who struggled mightily as his replacement, um, he won't be facing uh, the best, most dangerous foursome of defensive linemen in the NFL uh, this week against the Patriots. So that's a step in the right direction. But he's clearly got to play better than he played against the Eagles. Costing the team a touchdown, three pressures in the sack allowed. Uh, he's going to be competing for that left guard spot with Robert Jones. Well, I'd like to correct myself in something that I said. Um, 
I said that I don't know if Robert Jones is going to be able to play because I see this guy limping around the locker room. And Chris Perkins, uh, my former colleague with Sun Sentinel, informed me, because this is obviously my first year covering the team in a long time and being in the locker room. I'm looking at a guy who's limping around the locker room. I'm like, eh, he ain't playing. Um, apparently, Robert Jones has a limp and walks with a limp naturally and has his entire career. And I did not know this. The Jalen Wallace situation. You remember the Jalen Waddle situation? Yeah, oh, I created the Jalen Waddle situation. Are you, are you kidding? Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so Lester Cotton probably is healthy. Um, Robert, Robert Jones, you mean? Robert Jones. He just looks like he's not healthy. So, my apologies to you, Robert, and your family. Um, hopefully, you get a fair opportunity and shake. You've got nine starts of experience starting at left guard. Um, but it does sound like, based on talking to Mike McDaniel, this was Lester Cotton's job to lose. Correct. That's kind of what he's, he was suggesting. Um, I like Robert Jones. I think Robert Jones is a solid player. And is this one of those cases, though, remember Robert Jones is coming back like healthy, healthy now, yeah, but he's coming back from a knee injury that he sustained in the preseason. And I believe Robert Jones was – Higher than Cotton in the pecking order uh, at guard. It was pretty close. It was pretty close before Correct. the injury. It was pretty uh, close. Remember, we were sitting there trying to figure out who's going to make the team, Lester Cotton or Robert Jones, and, yeah. and here we are with both of them making the team. Also, I would like to bring into the equation, there is a possibility that Connor Williams could be back and cleared to play against the Patriots at home. And – that would open the door for Liam Eikenberg to return to left guard. I don't know how desirable or appealing that would be to the coaching staff based on what we've seen of him at, at, at the guard position and anchoring down and holding the line. I'm really not sure I would feel comfortable with him against Davin Godchild, but, you know, I'm not opposed to it. And you could possibly elevate Alama Ulave and – uh, Chase Hines, uh, Chase and Hines. Chase and Hines, and have one of those guys play center, and then Liam Eichenberg at guard. I think they'll explore a number of options. However, having your whole left side of your offensive line be created by backups, not ideal, and you absolutely know that Bill Belichick will be attacking that. As if he wasn't going to be attacking Liam Eichenberg anyway, because he was. Yeah, I think I have a hard time seeing the Dolphins. And by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this tomorrow because I'm looking at it now. I'm like, it's like my shoulders keep disappearing. Um, so, so yeah, <laughs> I apologize for that for today. We'll we'll work on it, make it better tomorrow. Uh, I think I have a hard time believing the Dolphins would move Eichenberg away from center at this point. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I don't think he's a guard. And not only that, I mean, Dave. Like, he, I mean, he's focused on being the backup center for now, and I don't, I don't think he represents. Even if Williams is able to play, is, is Lee Meikenberg really that much better of an option at left guard than Robert Jones or Lesser Cotton? I don't think so. No. And I and keep in mind that you're not going to have Connor Williams for all the practice, so Eikenberg has and 
even if you play Connor Williams, he can regress again. I think Eichenberg's position is written in pan at center. And I think his future is at center. Um, I, I don't, based on what I've seen the last two years, I don't think he's a guard. I know he's not a tackle or maybe I can't say I don't, I know because I also thought that Austin Jackson wasn't a tackle. Clearly I'm wrong. Um, and I knew he wasn't a left tackle. God damn, he was bad. Um, but he's certainly proven that he's a starting right tackle in this league. And and way he's playing, he's gonna get some money. He's gonna get some money from somebody. How um, much money is the question, right? Yeah, I mean, still money. Still oh, money. Gonna, he's gonna get a contract. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's made eighteen million dollars, I believe, his first four years in the league. Uh, he's gonna get a three-year deal that clearly clears $18 million total. So, you know, congrats to him based on how he's playing and hopefully he continues to play at this level. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. It looks like Lester is clearly based on what McDaniel's answer was. He's talked it over with the offensive coaching staff and talked it over with Butch Barry, the the God of offensive line. Um, and, and hopefully, I'm sorry, what do you heard what I said? I said, Butch Barry's the God of offensive line coaches, man. I'm giving him props. Oh, we revival. This guy came to Miami with a bunch of Dolphin fans and Dolphin media people. Like, why hey, hire this guy? And all of a what, sudden, what, what has he done with scraps? These were NFL scraps, and he's turned them into the one of the best offensive line. Yes, you didn't do well against the Eagles. You didn't do well against the Buffalo Bills. Those are two of the elite offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, defensive lines in the NFL. Let's put some respect where respect is due. And you weren't at full strength. So tell me what they're going to do with Teron Armstead and Connor Williams in the lineup and then against those teams. And then I'll, 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 I'll put a little, I'll, I'll, I'll take the God label off Butch Barry's name. Right. I mean, whoa. Yeah, no, a little much for me. And I also think I, I, and I don't think I know, you know, you, you think more highly of the offensive line than I do that. I think it's, it's played a big part because I know, I mean, you, you have mentioned it as a catalyst to the success of the offense. You continue disappearing on me. It's just, it's like, no, it's like it's, but it's like my shoulders. It's like yeah, I, I'm like, I, I understand, but it's weird to look at just a face. Like I know, a, I know, I know, I know. The problem is right now I'm I'm kind of a semi in the dark, so I can't switch it. So I promise I will fix it. I'll, I'll do better, damn it! I'll do better tomorrow. Um, um yeah. Uh, I'm saying instead of how I look. Um, no, I like I said, I I think you think more of the offensive line than I have. I think it's been like a massive improvement over it was last year. I, I don't think I'm ready to call it like a top five offensive line in the NFL. I mean, I, they are, they are, you know how I feel. They are the catalyst behind none of this happens without them. None of it. All, all of it. They are responsible for all of it to a okay. success. Run no, game but, no, but okay. All right, whatever. Well, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's been a long two days and no, you don't even want to fight you, that game beat the fight out of you. Look at that. Yeah, it's a it's a debate. It's a debate and argument for another day. Today, I'll just say whatever you say, my man. Sounds good. <laughs> and I need, I really need to learn to say to do that more often. Actually, I gotta work. I gotta work. I mean, I'm I'm trying to improve every day. Like I tell my children, the goal in life is you try to get better, a better person, better at everything you do every single solitary day. Um, and I'm trying. I'm, I'm I'm old, but I'm still trying to do that. So. That's my, right. that's my pledge to everybody who's listening, listening on. <laughs> to it sounds podcast. like a confession to, to you. 
Say what? <laughs> I said it sounds like a confession to Tuanon. Like, forgive me. I'm trying to get better every day. I'm trying to get better every day. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see the light. <laughs> around me here i'm trying to see every light there is um we got anything else i'm trying to think if there was any other news that came we out we haven't really recapped the eagles game and i want i want to move on from it but i do want to address one thing yesterday yeah. on the podcast the live podcast we did i was like penalties didn't really play a factor in the game like like don't excuse it and i still believe that you you can't use penalties as an excuse for why you lost he played a sloppy game. But I will say this. There is a tweet out there, and I've retweeted it. There are literally four still pictures from, from of penalties being yeah. committed at critical points in the game. And that doesn't even count the Andrew Van Ginkle penalty that you, you addressed, which I remember seeing. What's Andrew Van Ginkle penalty? He was, like, held during a pass rush situation. Um, the penalty committed on Andrew Van Ginkle during a pass rush situation. You mean you don't you shoot him in David Long? No, it, the, the, no, the Andrew Van Ginkle. I think you said it yesterday. I don't remember, I remember that. Okay, anyway. But okay. for an NFL team to have committed zero penalties in the game, and I would love to know if a stat company can look at look up how many times that has happened in That's the history of the game. Yeah, it's happened. I know it's happened, but how often? How many times? That this might be. I'm guessing here. This might be the first non-penalty committed game of the season. Well, Seven yeah. games. That's that's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. And while I will not say and acknowledge that it cost you the game, a lot of those plays happen on third downs. A lot of those plays happen in the red zone. And in critical situations that could have ended drives and given you more opportunities, Miami lost a touchdown on a penalty. They got they were they lost on a fourth down on a penalty that clearly should have been called. You could have called it either way: pass interference, face mask, whatever. Agree. And put into the red zone. So right now we're talking at least ten points in that game. Agree. At least I am not going to say that you lost that game because of penalties, but I do withdraw and retract my statement from yesterday, which Whoa, said that's growth. That's growth. I'm sorry. That, go ahead. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Okay. After further review, it was a factor in the game. You did not lose the game because you were robbed by the refs, but it was a factor in the game because 10 points would could have been the difference and potentially would have led to a to throw a different pass to play for the field goal as opposed to go for the touchdown in that critical interception that I still but you hear what I'm saying right no I, I hear what you're saying I, I think that I think it might be stretching it too far to suggest that pass isn't thrown because of the, the game would have been under different circumstances but no I, I completely agree and it's yeah, it, it, there's there's no way anybody could have watched the game and not come away thinking, Jesus, what the hell were the with the refs looking at? And it completely sucks. And because I mean, I, as you know, I watch games from around the league like all the time, and the officiating is just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And part of my reason, part of the reason I despise instant replay, it's twofold. Number one is it disrupts the flow of the game. I don't like the delays. And then number two is because there's so many bad calls 
that are not subject to review. So it's like, it's like, okay, if we're not going to correct every single bad call, yeah. every egregious bad call, then, then leave the other ones alone instead of disrupting the flow of the game. You should, Mike McDaniel should have been able to throw a flag on that face mask and say, he should have been able, one of his three flags, he should have been a, I agree with you from this standpoint. I like review, as like instant replay. I mean, um, um, penalty review. Mike McDaniel should have been able to throw a flag on that instance because it's clear. You can see it. It impacted the game. He should have been able to challenge that. And I know the rules would not allow him to, but you're right. Fixes need to be made, but for zero penalties to be have committed by the Philadelphia Eagles that for them to play a perfect game. Not right. and, and, and for those who push back on my stance against instant replay, here, here's what I would, I would accept that to me would be. And again, when the premise of instant replay was brought up, it was under the idea of like, it's 50 people at a bar and 49 of them agree, all agree that the call is bad. Well, one of the things I can't stomach with instant replay is I believe in the rule book, it's supposed to be 90 seconds. And then you're watching replays take three minutes and you come back and you're like, and they make a call and you're like, really? That was just, And again, so to me, it would be like, okay, like for example, the face mask thing, clearly 30 seconds. That's all you need. That's all you would have needed to see that he clearly grabbed the face mask. So to my, my rule would be three challenges. You do not lose a challenge if you're right. Okay. So you have three incorrect challenges, but strictly 30 seconds. If I can't see something. Oh, no, no. Come on. 30 seconds is, is the – come how on. Long, how long Give, would me it Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. How long would it have taken to see the, the face mask? Again? Yes, but not everything is clear cut and dry and like leave, that. And if you can't see it in 30 seconds and you leave it alone. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, I hear where no. you're going. Be negotiable. You say you're trying to grow. You're such a rigid man. Why does it have to be 30 seconds? You can't even get in a commercial. Give it. In fact, I'm fighting for 90 seconds. That's 45 seconds. 45 seconds. So 90 seconds. That's three commercials. I could sell more advertising that way. We make money. That disrupts, that disrupts the flow of the game. Uh, fine. I'll budge to a minute. That's the best I can do. Uh, but anyway. Look at that. Look at, look at the growth. Look at the growth we're showing yeah, here. I, even more white hair in the beard. Um, <laughs> the bottom line is, yeah, they absolutely, without question, the Dolphins were jacked when it came to officiating last night. Not one person would argue that. Um, I'm like you. I hate Eagles saying, fans would argue that. I'm sure Eagles fans would argue that. I, I, I would hate to be because I'm on the other side sometimes too, and it's like, yeah, the Dolphins got all the calls. That happens too. Um, yes, Dolphin fans, it happens sometimes. The Dolphins are the ones who get all the calls. I know that's hard to believe, but yes, absolutely. Uh, but last night. All the calls went against them. I hate to say that's why they lost the game, but I, and I will say this: that the, that the pick against Tua by Darius Slay, that's not a that's not a DPI that's going to get called all that often. Yes, yes, the the, the linebacker Zach Cunningham got his hand on Mostert's jersey a, a little bit, and if you if you do the still picture, it looks really really bad. If you look at the video clip, the contact is very minimal, and I would suggest. Propose that if Mostert had stopped, come back towards the ball and made more of an effort, then the contact would have been a lot more significant, and the, the officials would have had no choice but to throw the flag. But that, to me, that was actually a, no, a good no call on that one. All right. Well, we will be back tomorrow. Um, tomorrow gonna be fun. Tomorrow. tomorrow.
gonna be a Tom Curran podcast. Um, and sure, sure and to we, remind the folks who Tom Curran might be. <laughs> uh, Tom Curran uh, produced. He was here for the first New England Patriots uh, podcast. Uh, very, very good guy. Um, good, good, good analyst for um, NBC. I can't remember NBC Boston. NBC, NBC Boston, yeah. NBC Sports Boston. Uh, and he's basically said, eh, Mac Jones is better than Tua. So we will see if he's revisited his his uh, his, his stance and his his decision. And also, he's going to give us so much of the. They've got their own. They've got their own soap opera going on in New England. Mm-hmm. Where basically Bill Belichick just pulled his thing out and said, "Oh, everybody wants me out of town. I got a new contract extension. What are you going to say now?" Um, so it's it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens and what Tom's got to say. So stay tuned tomorrow for Behind Enemy Lines. Jalen Ramsey coming back. Javon Holland in concussion protocol. David Long seems to be fine. Isaiah wins sideline for a couple of weeks and Dolphins on hard knocks. And you get it all here on alldolphins.com. Sorry, we're still not on audio. I'm going to have a call after we leave right now to try to address and get us an audio home. Show me the money! No. Okay. Thanks for watching, everyone. See you tomorrow. All right. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.